The small things seem so insignificant in the moment, right? A cup of coffee, a kind word, a single drop of rain. These are all just small parts of a whole in the big picture. But a small thing in the hands of the creator becomes small no longer. The creator sees what the small things can be and how a single raindrop is significant to the sea. How a kind word can change a day and how a small invitation to church can change lives forever. My name is Faith and my role in this story, I invited Alex to church. My name is Alex Campbell. I've been at River Ridge for about five years now. I can distinctly remember it was September of 2017, and I was trying to figure out some stuff that was going on in my life. Um, everything felt like it was going in the right direction. I had just graduated grad school. I had a new house. Uh, my relationship was going well, but I still kind of felt empty. I had been in and out of church as a kid um, and kind of lost lost that as I went through high school and college. It wasn't until Faith Reeves um, kept inviting us to come to this place called River Ridge that I made the decision to go. And so I remember listening to Andy preach that day and he did the promotion for the Connect cards and I immediately filled one out. And Blair Hayes, um, he called me. He said, uh, I know you don't know me, um, and I don't know you, but I just feel led to ask you to join my men's group. And I didn't even, I didn't even check a box for men's group. Um, but I said, yes, it was one of the best decisions that I'd ever made because I had so much wisdom that was poured into me by those guys. And, and to be with a group of guys who, you know, had been living out the Christian life and walking that way was instrumental in my faith journey. And it was something that I didn't even know that was missing until I was there. That's when I actively made the decision to turn my life over to Jesus. And it was, it was almost within a year to the dot of when I started coming to River Ridge that I asked Blair to baptize me and he baptized me in October of 2018. When I decided to get baptized, I think the decision primarily came from just reordering my priorities within my life. I just wanted to continue to do more and more and step out in my faith and I had never I'd never done anything like that before so I didn't know what serving looked like to be completely honest I was I was scared because I had I didn't feel equipped um, so I was like I think I can handle parking I think I can handle putting cards in the spots that they need to be in and waving at people um, at the very least I can just go out there and and wave and hope that I don't cause any fender benders once I had been plugged into the parking team I knew that I wanted to live a life like within the church I wanted to be active I wanted to continue to serve. I wanted to continue to volunteer. I wanted to continue to give back because I had felt the fullness of what it feels like to be poured into. So I joined this group, Joshua's Men, and one of the guys who was in my class was Matt, Matt Hildebrand. And I remember Matt stopped me after that and was like, hey man, I'm working in student ministry now and I really want you to, I really think you'd be good at working with our high schoolers. And that scared the daylights out of me. I had no experience uh, working with kids, but I said yes. And it was the best 
night that I had ever had hanging out with those students. Um, they opened up to me immediately and just welcomed me in. And it has been probably the most rewarding times that I've had over the past two years is getting to see the students grow, getting to just be a part of their lives. Being able to serve with them has led me to look at how I can serve outside of the church. And so I was recently approached with the opportunity um, to join an organization called Daymark that works with youth within the state who are facing some difficult situations of their own. I said yes to that. And it has been another eye-opening journey for me to not only get to work with the students here at River Ridge, but to see what that serving has led to in my life outside of the church. So when I look back from where I am now and reflect on how I got here, it all goes back to just an invitation being extended to me to come to a service on a Sunday morning. All right. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's so good to be here with all of you. And I always want to say hello to everybody out there who is watching, wherever you are watching live, online, uh, whether it's your living room or you're in a coffee room or, or wherever you may be. Thanks for uh, just allowing us to be a part of your journey with God in here and out there, uh, wherever you are in your journey. We're just glad that you are just letting us be a part of that. And so we really do take that seriously. Pray that God has already met you. And I will say I hope that he continues to do so as I'm up here uh, and we get into God's word a little bit. And I'm really excited today because we are starting a brand new series you just heard called A Faith That Follows, okay? And we're gonna be talking over the next three weeks about something that whether you know it or not, you're already participating in it, okay? So you already got the first step done by just being here. We're gonna talk over the next three weeks about church, all right? Now, when I say church, what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? A lot of different things come to your brain when you think about the word church. Probably there's emotional things that come. There's visual things that may come up. You might be thinking about stuff from your childhood. You might be thinking about when you got married, maybe when you think about the word church, or, or maybe you think about a building or you know, stained glass or something like that. Maybe, a lot of you hope, maybe you think about this place. I'm so glad you think about this place when I say church. I, I hope you think about this place when we say the word church. But here's where I wanna go and what we wanna do over the next three weeks. See, when you hear that word church and, and what your response is to that word is really, really important uh, because uh, what we're gonna do today and over the next two weeks is we're gonna talk about the fact that this word church is actually, can be for your life an open door to who God is and what he can actually do and what he is all about through this one word, church. I think this series, even though it's only gonna be a three-week series, it's gonna be kind of a quick series, in and out series, I think it's gonna be really important for us as a local church. And I, I'm always amazed by what God does, I really am. It, it, it's awesome to be just in the flow of what he's doing because this series has been planned for a while. Uh, you know, I try to plan these series out like at least six months ahead, if not further out. Uh, but man, when we planned this series out, it, it was almost perfect for what, what we're experiencing right now, for what we're going through uh, as a church right now. Last week, uh, then I just wanna tell you how important this is. Last week at our Easter service, and I'm not saying this to say, look at us, I'm just saying how important this is for us to understand what we're gonna be talking about over the next three weeks. We had over 1,900 people here 
uh, on Easter Sunday. And I just want to say, it got me thinking. No, it got me thinking. No, it got me thinking. Because it's not about the number. What I'm saying is it got me thinking about, wow, that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of people that are coming to this little church in central West Virginia. And so I, I researched a little bit and, and I found some statistics that I thought uh, might help us understand something. I found a number. I, I want to see how many people in the United States go to church, right? So I found this, this is a pre-COVID number, and we're actually getting closer and closer to the pre-COVID days, but this that data points from 2018. But listen to this. In the United States, right now in this moment as we're in church, around 70 million people are with you in church somewhere in the United States. That's a lot of people. That's from an estimated, by the way, about 133 million people who say they attend church. They just don't do it every Sunday, but about 70 million people are in church right now with you. Think about that. That's That's... A big number. So I did comparative data. I was an engineer before pastors. So I did comparative data, did a spreadsheet and everything. Uh, but if you look at the average attendance on a game day, all right, a game day, and you add all of up from the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, if everybody had like all the teams and all the leagues were meeting in one day, that is the average attendance, if you add it all up, is about 3.2 million, right? 3.2 million of like one of those popular things that we do in this country. So people who go to church, that's 20 times more that come to church on a Sunday than go to a professional game. And so I just thought we should think about that for a second. 20 times more. Right now in this moment, people are in church and it, got, it just gets me to ask, why? Why? Why is it when we look at globally, 2.2 billion people who say that they attend church on a consistent basis. Why do they do that? We need to know the answer to that question, gang. We need to understand the answer to that. And I'm, again, I'm so thankful that God has us where we are and this series is landing where it asks because here's why uh, I'm just so amazed by God and what we did and how this is perfect time for our series. Because lately what we've been experiencing, you just kind of saw that in Alice's story, what we've been seeing as a staff, we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of you lately. Uh, and here's why, because over the last six months, I don't know if you knew this, look around, God's growing us. He is growing us in the midst of what's happening. And so what we're seeing is not only people coming back, but we're actually also seeing new people come and actually still come and stick around. And so now we're getting in these conversations with people and they're asking, okay, now what's next? What's that? How do we get involved with this church? How do we either engage or depending on if you've come back, re-engage with what God is doing, with what's happening around the church? So this is where we're gonna go over the next three weeks. We're calling this a faith that follows. And what we're gonna do starting this week, we're gonna get three big areas, three big things that we do as a church that everyone should get involved in if you want to be growing and maturing in your faith with Jesus. These are kind of what I would say three primary ingredients to a growing and maturing faith to be a part of his church. So we're gonna look at today where followers go, then we're gonna go to who followers are and what followers do and how our church is involved in all three of those things. So today we're gonna look at where followers go. And so what we're gonna cover today is two big things. What is the church? What is the church? We're gonna have that answer today. And how does River Ridge Church and Taze Valley fit in to that? So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those. And we're gonna be in Acts chapter two for a bit this morning. Acts chapter two. Now as you're doing that and grabbing that, last week, like I say, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. And this 
is where the church started. That's how the church of Jesus actually started. And so we need to understand that church, as we are around and gather today, it didn't start with anything but that. It didn't start with a, a great idea. Uh, it didn't start with an, even a good teaching or a religion or a message or anything like that. Church, the church of Jesus started with an event that the first followers witnessed themselves, and that's what we talked about last week, was the resurrection of Jesus. That Jesus, who they saw alive, then they saw die, then they saw him come back from the dead and hang out with them for like 40 days. They saw that, they hung out with him, and they witnessed all of that. And so that's where we're gonna be here in Acts chapter two in a second. So at this point, He's resurrected, he's back from the dead and they're hanging out with him. They ate food with him. They saw the holes in, in his hands and feet. And, and so then Jesus starts to get these folks together, not just the 12 or 11 disciples, but a, a bigger group. And he said, hey, if something's gonna happen, uh, you're gonna have some help. The helper's coming. He's talking about the Holy Spirit's gonna come and he's gonna ascend into heaven. And so then Peter, uh, the leader of the bunch, he, he gets these folks together and so they start to gather, Jesus ascends into heaven and so they start waiting and they're praying and they're getting together and reminding each other of what Jesus said and they waited for the Holy Spirit to come. And then a few days later, the Holy Spirit comes. He came and, and all these events started taking place. They started speaking in different languages. There was a big gathering in Jerusalem at that moment and they started talking to people in their native languages. That shouldn't have happened. These men from Galilee should not have been speaking other languages so people were amazed by it and they were saying, what's going on? And they were talking in their own language about God and Jesus and who he was and what happened. And so they were saying, how can this be? And so Peter steps up and he goes, I'll tell you how this could be. God is doing something. God is doing something right now. He's speaking to all of you. So we're gonna pick this up in Acts 2, verse 22, and this is what Peter says. He goes, listen to this, listen. Jesus of Nazareth, he was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. You've heard about this guy. I'm not saying anything new to you. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. Why? And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. And so he goes on to talk. We're gonna drop down here in verse 32. And he says this in verse 32, God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of the fact. We saw it, we saw it with our own hands. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. And the people, they, he even said, you know who I'm talking about. They knew exactly who Peter was talking about because this just happened recently. It's not like this happened years ago. It just happened. And so they knew Jesus. They heard about Jesus. A lot of them saw the things that happened in front of them. And so Peter is saying, so this is happening. What you see happening is Jesus moving as the savior of the world. He is who he said he was. And we witnessed it with our own eyes and we've seen and heard what he said. And so look at what's happening. This is all Jesus and the crowd says, man, we believe it. We believe it. So what do we do? And so Peter says, well, you need to believe in God, repent of your sins, turn to God and be baptized. Now, what we just read and what we just heard and what those people saw was the first church being created and the first sermon ever preached with this concept of the risen savior of the world of mankind from Peter. It was the first church service. Now, you may look in that and you can look for yourself. 
you will not see the word church. A lot of you say, well, I don't see the word church there. It's true. You will not see the word church there, but we needed to see that first. We need to see Acts first uh, before we, we're gonna jump back in time. So flip to Matthew 16. We just need to see this first before we go into this part. So go to Matthew 16, because we're actually gonna read what Jesus said to Peter. And I love how this ties in because uh, we just came out of a series called Seven Questions. We're gonna go back in to actually one of the questions that we covered uh, a few weeks ago where Jesus asked this question. So if you weren't here for that series, we just looked at some questions Jesus asked and the fact that all those questions pointed who he is and what he was about. And so this question that he asked was this, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? So Jesus was hanging out with his buddies and he asked them, hey, who, who are people saying I am? So they gave him some answers. They're like, some think you're John the Baptist, back from the dead. And they said, some think that you're just one of the old prophets. Uh, and then Jesus said this. He said this in verse 15 of Matthew 16. He said, yeah, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? This is what we talked about a few weeks ago. And then we're gonna continue. Simon Peter said, well, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And here's what Jesus said. This is where we're gonna go today. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, Peter, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Now, this right here is really neat. If you, I don't know if you are into this kind of thing, that's the first time that the word church is ever mentioned in the Bible. There you go. That's the first place that you'll see the word church. And it's an actually a Greek word, and it's a Greek word, ekklesia. Ekklesia. And here's what this means. And this is what we need to think about when it comes to what we think about with the word church. Ekklesia, or church, how Jesus says it right here, means a gathering. It means a gathering or an assembly of people that are called out for a specific purpose. That's what, assembly or gathering of people called out for a specific purpose, okay? So that's where we were, Jesus, and what he said to, to Peter. Now flash forward again to Acts chapter two with Peter saying, here's what you saw. This is what's going down. Listen and see what's happening. We are witnesses with what Jesus did and is doing right now. That was the church, and here's my point today. It still is. Nothing's changed. We are still a part of the same church that Jesus set up and that Peter talked about then. And so here's what we need to see this morning. This idea of church, we've really got to get this into our brains. This idea of church, it, is never man, it was never man-made. It was Jesus-made. And we just saw it where he made it. He came up with the idea. It was Jesus's idea. It was set up by him. And so I wanna go through a few things. If you have your outlines, go ahead and grab those because I think it's important to write this down. We're gonna look at what church isn't and then I'm gonna tell you what church is and how we fit in with that idea. So here's a couple things that the church is not that might be some misconceptions. First thing that church is not is it's not a building. The church is not a building. So uh, it might be where we go. It might be where we go, but it's not what the church is. And here's what I say in this one. Because Jesus didn't die for buildings. Okay, that's just easier. He didn't die for buildings. So we gotta get our brains that church is a building. It's not, I'm gonna go to church. doesn't mean I'm gonna go to a building. So that's the first thing that church is. And he didn't die for building. And the second thing is that the church is also not an institution. I think that's what a lot of people think about. So, you know, I mean, when you get to a certain size and it's about where we are, that you do have to have certain systems and processes to kind of assimilate people into to growing and maturing in Christ. But I think sometimes we think that that's what church is, that, that even though that's how you may, may see or, or what churches do, that's not what a church is. It's not an institution. That's not what church is. So here's what church is. I'm gonna tell you what it is and then give you the definition. So let me tell you what it is before we get to, to writing this down. 
down. The church is a group of people, right? That's where we start. It's a group of people whose lives, they realize their lives have been disrupted by sin. Now, that's what sin does for everybody, but there's a group of people who realize that it really does disrupt our lives in a way that ruins us, really. And then come to the realization that there is a God who made us and loves us, and he wants us to be right with him, that we've been made right of that sin by what Jesus did for us to forgive us of that sin and cleanse us from unrighteousness, from the sin that messes us up. And then we gather together to draw near to God, be reminded of that idea that that we do have, we're corrupted by sin, but we are saved by Jesus, and we do it together in a consistent basis because we need each other, we need each other. And we're not perfect at it. In fact, it's messy a lot of times. It's messy a lot of times because we're all different places with that. But even in that mess, we are, this is what church is, we are united around one thing, Jesus Christ. And we're united around others hearing about one thing, Jesus Christ. That's what church is. And so here's, I came up with this working definition. I I don't know if it's exact, but I, I like it. This is what I say church is, that the church is a family of Jesus followers. Write this down in your notes there. It's a family of Jesus followers with a focus on God's mission that Jesus says will last forever. That's what it is. It's a family of Jesus followers focused on God's mission that Jesus says will never, ever go away. It will never, ever go away. And so, gang, the, my whole point this morning, we're gonna talk about a few other things in the next couple weeks, is when we talk about church, I just, we just need to remember and understand church is much, much more than a building or a place. It's way more than you know uh, chairs and lights. It's way more than dollar club and music. The term church, it's a gathering of, of people who are focused on one thing. Here it is, developing fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's what we wanna be, that's what we're all about. It was a movement that Jesus started, not man, and it still continues today. And here's what I want you to see today. Today, wherever you are with that, you're a part of that movement as you sit and watch right now. You are a part of that, whether you believe it or not or knew it or not. You didn't even know you're a part of church, maybe some of you. You are right now a part of that movement. And so, here's what I wanna talk about. If the church is a gathering of people who are focused on developing uh, fully devoted followers of Christ, then here's my big question. How does River Ridge Church actually fit in with that? We, we have to know the answer to that. And, and what I'm talking about today specifically is Sunday. How does Sunday fit in with that idea that we are here to help and develop fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ? So when it comes to Sunday morning, who is this for and what purpose does it serve? You know, maybe some of you think that Sunday morning might not be for you, but I'm gonna ask some questions. What, what, is it for people who are already fully devoted followers of Christ and they just wanna grow deeper in their faith with God? Is that who it's for? Is it for people who haven't made that decision yet? They don't really know where they stand with God, but they're just kinda curious and they wanna find out a little bit more about how Jesus does fit. Is it for people who are hurting and need some answers? Is it for people who need some understanding in their lives and, and they wanna seek a little bit more answers in their life? Uh, is it for people who are struggling? Is it for people looking for answers? And here's my question, or my answer. My answer to all that is yes. Yes to every single one of those and then some as well. It's yes to all that. So we exist, we are here on Sundays for the believer in Christ. We're here for you right now for the skeptic. We're here for the person who may have walked away from their faith, but you're here and you're trying to maybe give it another shot. And we are here for people, and you have not yet even placed your faith in Jesus. You don't even know where you stand with the God of the universe, and you have not made him Lord of your life. But, but we're here for you, 
because we exist for all of those, all of those people, okay? And, and so we're here because we wanna see every single one of you get closer and closer to God. And here's what we believe. We believe all of that can be accomplished here. We really believe that and we see it happening all the time. If, if the core membership of this church believe and understand the mission of God. That's how we can actually do this. And, and the mission is really simple. We made it as simple as we can. Hopefully you've heard this before because here is our mission. Our mission is really simple. We just wanna help anybody and everybody take next steps in their journey with God so that you get closer and closer, become more and more like Jesus, that we exist to just help you take the next step in your journey with God. That's the mission that we have. We made it as simple as we could to help as many people as we could. And here's the great thing about this mission. That covers everybody. Everybody's got a step to take wherever they are with God, from trying to understand how Jesus even fits in your life, all the way to being a follower of Jesus for most of your life, that we are a place where you could take a step. We wanna be a place where you could take real steps and see and look back and say, no, I've, I've definitely grown in my understanding of Jesus. I'm closer to Jesus than I was a year ago and, and apply God's truth to your everyday life, that that's why we're here and so that we wanna see people not uh, just make Jesus Lord of your life, but listen, follow him and obey what he says because we know his way is better, that's why we're here. And here's how we get there. So that's our mission, and here's how we get there. Just four sort of movements, it's the means by which we get there, which is we connect, grow, serve, and go. That we connect, grow, serve, go. So, so the first step is what we're doing today, that you connect with God, that we just, that's a means by doing that. So again, you're a part of this already and you didn't even know it. That you connect with God here on a Sunday, that, that you connect with God in other ways individually, but it's also a part of coming here and gathering together once a week. And then, and then you also spend time individually with God. You connect with God on your own. We always say 15 minutes every day, every day in God's word will make a big difference. And so you connect with God and then you grow in community. You grow in community through things like groups and, and just gathering outside of the Sunday morning so that you can grow and mature uh, with other people in Christ. We believe circles are, are way better than rows in a lot of areas of your life, that you grow in community. And then we serve on purpose. So, so we serve uh, with, with a in a sacrificial way because we do believe that that is important and, and a, a huge thing in our faith as well. Uh, so we lay down our lives for other people and then we go. We go with this message because uh, we're prepared and equipped here out in our own circle of influences of people who don't know Jesus or people who need to hear about Jesus in our community. And so that's who we are. That's how we do it. Connect, grow, serve, go. We wanna be a church of people who are chasing after God, chasing after God like crazy and, and growing in authentic communities of faith and committing our lives, committing our lives to following Jesus as best we can and, and uh, letting others hear that message as well. That's who we are, that's what we wanna do. So, what does it look like? Well, it looks like this. Great job, everybody. It looks like this, it really does. This is how it looks. This is what we're doing. This is the vision we have and we are seeing God's mission being accomplished all over the place and around us. It's awesome to be a part of a church who gets this and understands it. And all I wanna do is just bring more and more of you into this idea and the concept of God's mission that he has for us, okay? And so, so that's what it looks like. It looks like this on Sunday and all throughout the week, okay? And so here's what I wanna say to some of you, actually all of you and remind you and maybe kind of nudge some of you. So here's what I want to say. As a believer in Christ, if you're, you're here and you are a believer in Christ, you have a ticket. You have a ticket. And it's not a ticket to sit on the sidelines. 
It's not a ticket here uh, to be kind of a cheerleader for God. You have, as a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, right now, wherever you are, if you're saying this is your church home and you are a follower of Jesus, you have an all-access pass to get on the field, the active field of play with God and his mission for the universe and this community that you live in and the people that you love, man. You get to get on the field, be active in your faith, and be part of the church. People, remember, people, be part of the people accomplishing the mission of God. And so... With that, here's what we gotta see today. This is what we gotta see. If you're here and you're a follower of Jesus in River Ridge Church, because this is critical to understand, because, see, here's the thing. The church is you. The church is you. Your church is your church. Our church is your church. And so you have a part to play in your church. It's so important to understand that you are, right now, a member of the body of Christ. You're a member of the body of Christ. And, and it's a really big word to realize because as a member of the body of Christ, you absolutely have a part to play as a believer in Jesus Christ. Without all the members working together, we cannot be a body. It's impossible to be a body without all of those members engaging. And, and that's when we see the church be the church. And that right there is God's will for your life. Did you know that? That is God's will for your life, engagement in the local church. There's no better thing to be a part of than the thing that Jesus set up and said will be here forever and will accomplish the mission of God to not only grow and mature yourself, but win other people for Jesus Christ. There's no better thing to be a part of than, than the local church doing that and accomplishing God's mission. And so here's the question with that that I wanna ask. Will we be the church? Will we be the church. Can you see how important it is to see that how Jesus set this up and what he died for, that, that this is how it's gonna fulfill God's mission to his people and helping them take next steps and see more people become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And I'm gonna answer this for us today. Yes, we will. All right, I'm not gonna let you say no. We will say yes to that question. We're gonna be a part of God's mission. We're, that's who we are. That's what we're all about. It never changed from the second we planted in Taze Valley, West Virginia. That's why we're here and that's what we wanna do. Uh, and so I wanna ask you this. In this season of life, and we're all in different seasons, by the way, and I've, I've had all kinds of different seasons of my life, which changed my capabilities sometimes. It also changed uh, my commitments. But here's what I wanna ask if you are here and you say this is your church home, I just wanna ask a couple questions and we'll go into a couple things that we're gonna do today. Um, I wanna ask you, in this current season of life, and with the call that Je we just saw, the call that Jesus has, the question isn't whether or not you will engage. It's just how. That's what I wanna challenge you with today. It's not whether or not you will engage. It's how will you be a part of people taking next steps in their journey with God because it's critical that we fill in those roles so that people take a step to make Jesus a savior of their life and grow and mature to be more and more like Jesus. And so how do you play a part? I just wanna ask this question right now where you sit as you are in this local church, how are you playing a part in people, adults, students, kids taking their next step to get closer and closer to Jesus. Now, we're gonna answer that over the next several weeks. We're not just gonna answer that today. We're gonna look at a lot of hows. We're gonna look at how, not just if you are. I'm assuming you are. I'm, I'm assuming that you are saying, I wanna do that because you are saying this is the church you love. And we just laid out that Jesus did set this up 
for us to be a part of what God is doing, okay? So I'm gonna talk about that uh, in the next couple weeks. But today, I just wanna be really, really clear on some initial things. And I think hopefully we will all walk out of here encouraged and challenged wherever we are in this journey. Uh, So we're gonna be clear on how it is to be a part of God's mission, uh, connecting with God on that first part, connecting with God, okay? So I'm just gonna go through a few things because um, Sunday is important for us as a church, it really is. Sunday is really important for us as a church and you have a part to play as a follower of Jesus on Sunday because the church can't be the church without a bunch of people coming here and believing in Jesus themselves and, and coming here and worshiping and connecting together around worship and teaching. So, so here's how I wanna challenge us today with this part. Three things I wanna challenge you with. Three things uh, that I wanna challenge with the how on connecting with God. You can, these are out on your notes. And so three things that I want us to think about and challenge you, and this is the first how we do it on Sunday, is how we gotta get inspired together. We gotta get inspired. I wanna challenge you to get inspired. So here's how our faith works. Faith uh, will always tell me the truth. Faith in God will always tell me the truth of God and it will deflect the lies that come from this world, all right? So I break it down like this. We have God, we have the enemy, and we have the church, people. Like that's us. We are the church and we are everybody in a battle. We are in a battle. And so we, we are a part, it takes an army to win a war. And so as a part of the army of God, it takes us, listen, coming in here, coming in here together and getting our marching orders from the God of the universe and, and being reminded and, and, and being like sort of refreshed in who God is and what he is so that we can go back out there with what the world is saying. And, and so we gotta get our orders straight and we gotta be together in that to go out into the world. This is why Sunday matters so much to me. This is why Sunday matters to a lot of people here to come here and worship and praise God and be reminded uh, about God's word. And so, and we do this gang, listen, shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. The writer in Hebrews says it this way. He says, listen, so, so we gotta consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some. We don't wanna be like those others, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Bottom line, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be selfish and tell you about me. I need you. I need you. I wanna be stirred up. I wanna be encouraged. I wanna be going after love and good deeds and I need you, that just said I need you to help me do that because I know what I could do on my own and sometimes it's not so good and I need you to help me get my orders straight. I need encouragement and coming here, I want you to see this, coming here and connecting with God on a consistent basis and and worshiping him and being reminded of who he is and and what he can do in your life and when I was doing that shoulder on shoulder, it ministers to you. It inspires you, it encourages you. And so the first step is actually the easiest step of how we actually engage to be a part of this local church. It's really easy and you already did it today. Just show up, just show up. Show up and allow God to inspire you. Show up and allow God to minister you here on Sunday with us because gang, we cannot do a with us without you. And so I'm just gonna ask you, do you have a plan to come here on a consistent basis? has it become a statement and not a question? You know, when we say, hey, we're going to church today, man. I don't know if you made that the priority that that I need for you to have in my own life. And then what we see as a result of doing that, see what happens is when we actually start coming here and get inspired and see who God is and what he does around us, see we get sort of, it it becomes infectious and we want others to see it. And so then we invite others to come and see. We invest and invite in the lives of others to come and see and be a part of people uh, finding Jesus and growing and maturing in Jesus. It just, that's what God set us up to be and do and that's what we see. And and so here's what I wanna say. I'm always blown away 
when I talk to people. Uh, and sometimes you've been here for a longer time than I wish when I first met you. <laughs> sometimes I meet people, how long have you been coming? A year, and I never even knew you. But when I talk to people, and I ask, hey, how did, you, how did you get connected? What brought you here? And you know what's awesome? Most people do not say, you know, I, I heard you were an awesome teacher, Andy. Nobody says that, and I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad. But you know what I hear all the time? It's true. Well, I was invited. I was invited by my friend or coworker or my neighbor. You have no idea what one invitation could do. That's what we're gonna see in Alex's story. You never, I just never know what invitation, one invitation you do. There are so many people in here whose story of faith starts with I was invited by. It's an awesome thing to see. But you, you can't invite if you don't have a plan to come. You can't invite, that's what I want you to come over today. Can't invite if you don't have a plan to come, okay? That's the first thing that we gotta do. Just get inspired and, and allow God to work through that. Here's the second thing, is you gotta give to God. So get inspired, that's how we connect, and you give to God. We give back to God in three big ways, okay? We give back to God in three big ways. We give back our talent, we give back our time, and we give back our treasure. Now, we're gonna talk about this in the next couple weeks, but, but we have to have a plan to give back God our best because that's who gave it to us in the first place. And so we give back those three big things, and that's how we actually accomplish the mission of God uh, through giving those three things. And, and I do wanna talk about money just for a second. I think sometimes we're okay with time. Actually, maybe not nowadays. Time might be easier than giving, uh, and actually time's harder than giving away money. But I wanna talk about money just for one second. Um, this, is not, this is not about us needing your money. Like we are okay, everything's fine. <laughs> uh, you need it, you need it. You need it for your life with God. You need it um, to become generous in there because that, that's a part, because when you give back your resources, you are becoming a part of God's kingdom, changing this community. Like that's awesome to think about when you give back uh, that way. And so have a plan to give your time, talent, uh, and your resources to what God is already doing uh, in your local church. And I'm gonna tell you one thing. I love the generosity of this church. I love just how generous of a church that you are. It's infectious, it really is. Because when we get a bunch of people who have pushed out that false narrative that you give out obligation, it's awesome. Because then people start to give not because they ought to, because they want to. And that, I'm telling you, that changes the church. And that's who we are. It's really neat to see. Uh, and, and that's who we are as a church, okay? So we give back to God out of joy, out of obedience, out of just a, a response to who he is that everything comes our way. So do you have a plan to give back to God? Do you have a plan? Not just your money, but also your time and the talents that he's giving you. We're gonna talk about that over the next couple of weeks. Here's the third one, is that you gotta get involved. You gotta get involved, okay? I'm gonna make this really, really simple and direct. We wanna see you serve somewhere, period. We wanna see you serve somewhere. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about how do you become a contributor in the next few weeks. I'm gonna kind of prime in the pump for some of you, everybody. Like some of you are like, hey, what's the next for me? Here's my answer. You don't even have to come and find me. Serve, serve. Like find somewhere to serve because man, there's no better way to be a part of what God is doing and a part of God's mission than being a part of a team of people a team of people who are serving the kingdom of God. And I believe that there is no better place and no easier way to do it than through a local church and what we're already doing, especially here on a Sunday morning. Because gang, listen to me, you gotta know this. And, and I know, I hope we're, we're, I see a lot of serving people here. Uh, it's not just making coffee. It really isn't. It's not just parking a car. It's not just playing a game with a second grader so that they understand a little bit more about Jesus. It all has mission in mind. Every single bit of that has mission in mind. And, and, and I'm gonna say this and then we'll move on because I'm out of time. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. You know why I know you're busy? 
All of us are busy, okay? Like, I know that that is what we say, and I just wanna push this a little bit, uh, and then we'll talk about this in a few weeks. We all feel that way. But I want you to understand something. If, if we only had non-busy people serving, we would never have left West Hayes Elementary, everybody. Please understand, we would, ne- we would never have had the manpower to accomplish what God wanted to do here if we just had non-busy people serving and doing this stuff. Uh, we have to allow that primary thing to push us past the busyness that we all feel in this life so that we could do and accomplish the mission that God has for us. You understand what I'm saying? We're all busy. We gotta push through that and say, no, this is better. I know I'm busy, but this is better. I know I'm busy, but I'm gonna push that out so that I can do this. This right here is the beginnings of how you become engaged in the local church and embrace the mission of the church and to be a part of people taking next steps in their journey with God and seeing people come to the light of the salvation they can have in Jesus Christ. Awesome to be a part of. And I just wanna challenge you a little bit just in those three things. We'll talk more about it in the next several weeks because if we do get the idea, if we get just wrap our brains around this idea that it's not just a building, it's bigger than that. It's not just like a place we come to kind of feel better about our life. It's bigger than that. It's a gathering of people who are following Jesus and have God's mission in mind. We're like laser focused on seeing Jesus change our lives so that we can see other, others change as well. And that we have this movement around this event and it never changed and it's still growing. Look around, God's growing us. It's awesome to see what God is doing around us. I'm telling you, that can open a door to what can happen in church. And and we're seeing it happen. And I want more and more of you to be involved in this because I love this church. I love this church. I love what God's doing in this church. It makes me emotional. Because to see what God is doing among us and, and around us and in us, it's an awesome thing. And I love that we have unity in Jesus. That's where we have our unity in Jesus. And to believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what we want others to know. And I just wanna continue being that church where we just give ourselves away to that, give ourselves away so that more and more people come into the light of that. That's what I wanna see. Let's pray. God, I am, um, and I'm inspired, I'm encouraged. I am, I'm so grateful for me preparing this message this week for me, like seeing like what you laid out to be the church. Jesus, thank you for setting this church up. Thank you for giving us a mission for God that, that, that we get to come together for, for more, for better, for, for bigger things, for God things to happen in and around us and to do that shoulder to shoulder with this group of people. There's no better thing for my life. I, I don't wanna do anything else. It's awesome to see what you're doing, God. Continue to do that. We just wanna give ourselves away to you. I pray we're challenged, challenged to get inspired, challenged to give back to you, and challenged to get involved with what you're doing. We love you and pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, thanks for coming, everybody. I hope you come back next week uh, for the next big thing that we're gonna talk about, which is what followers do. See you next week.